1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined by Rich Rebar for our Friday Picks Against the Spread show. We pick our five favorite games against the spread. Uh, Rich and I both play in contests that use this uh, this functionality where basically it's a, it's a facsimile of the Super Contest. Of course, we are sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. Uh, if you don't have the Underdog Fantasy app, I don't really know what you're doing with your life, but... If you're not set up there yet, you can download it. You can use the link in the description to the show promo code grid. You can get in there for all the pick'em contests. I've been doing those. Uh, Some people definitely licking their wounds with Christian McCaffrey, leaving that game early on Thursday night, but they have NBA best ball. They got NHL best ball and they have the battle Royale contest, which I'm getting really into uh, just because I I love drafting and, uh, I mean, there's there, there's nothing quite like drafting. So, underdog fantasy promo code grid. Rich, we're here. Sam Darnold uh, looks like an MVP candidate. Two rushing touchdowns on Thursday night. The Panthers are three and zero. I took the Panthers actually already in my contest. They were one of my picks minus ten and a half points. Looked a little bit sketchy there for a little while. They got there in the fourth quarter. The Texans are they are as bad as we thought. I I think I I feel comfortable saying that it, it's they. Maybe seem better coached than we thought, but the talent is just not there. There's just no talent anywhere on the roster.
0: No, I mean, especially on the defensive side of the ball, but they are a little bit like game on off, like on offense. Like they're not just like a complete pushover on offense. They didn't score any points yesterday, but because of Davis uh, Mills, but you know, they, they, they actually are a little bit functional. They're not like a, a turnover, like sieve you know, like is what I think people are expecting, you know, at least from like, you know, fantasy. It's like, we're going to stream all these defenses against them. Uh, but yeah, yeah listen, the, both, they're they're hanging around with the Lions. They're doing the same thing, right? Like they're kind of as bad as we think they are, but they're like hanging around in some of these games. Uh, we'll probably talk about the Lions uh, at some point during this show. Uh, but yeah, hey, it's a good start to the week. Uh, you know, DJ Moore had a nice start if you had him. Brandon oh, Cooks buddy. continues to keep doing. Brandon Cooks keep scoring points. Hey, it was a good start, I think, for fantasy, unless you had – Unless First you had McCaffrey. McCaffrey. <laughs> I mean, I
1: I definitely did. I definitely did the uh, the command deaf search for Hubbard teams last night. Though he looked like shit. I mean, to be just to be honest, he looked like he did last honest. year at Oklahoma State. Yeah.
0: He he looked bad this last year college too. So he really did. To see how that plays out. Well, that offensive I, line, you saw it a little bit because it was it was only the Houston Texans and they haven't really faced like a the Saints have have like a, a, a solid front, but that offensive line is bad. The, the Panthers like it's awful. Uh, They have Cam Irving still starting in the NFL, you know, Pat Elfline, like it's a bad offensive line. And I don't know if like a guy that's not the caliber of talent, like Christian McCaffrey is, is really going to produce a lot of, you know, efficiency behind that offensive line.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I, I also think, you know, the other thing is even when Mike Davis subbed in last year, people remember Mike Davis being really good for fantasy, but he really only was for about six games. Then, then they started playing Trenton Cannon uh, Rodney Smith, I believe was the name of the other running back that they mm-hmm. were playing. And if Hubbard looks like like if they, if they go and I don't know who they play next week, but if they go into their week four game, Cowboys. Oh man. Yeah. I think the Hubbard people are going to get burnt because they're going to go into that game. They're going to be down 10 points and they're going to start playing Royce Freeman some, and then you're just going to be like, great. I have, uh, I have Sam Darnold's timeshare running back. Like that was never, that's never been a profitable sentence in, uh, in the history of fantasy football. So, I mean, obviously you feel good if you have Hubbard, like if you already have Hubbard on your rosters, you're right. feeling fine, but he is not going to be the slam dunk that Mike Davis was, which feels like a weird sentence. Cause I thought Hubbard was going to be a good NFL
0: player. Yeah, I mean, he's a weird, he was a really weird prospect. I mean, he had that, obviously had that just amazing 2019 season. And then last year kind of comes back from so the doghouse, just not really productive at all. Uh, we kind of seen like he's, he was a home runner bus guy, right? Like, if he doesn't have like a 60 yard touchdown run, then what are you getting? So we haven't really seen that yet in the NFL, but maybe he'll pop some, you never know. But uh, yeah, listen, if you, if you, if you draft him and took a dark throw as the non McCaffrey drafter, uh, you've at least got something and we're all grasping for a little bit of running back production where we can get it on these rosters. Every team. And I, I, do
1: you have, you have one team where you're not, I, I have one team with, with Pete and with Pat where we have Jonathan Taylor Chase Edmonds, Elijah Mitchell, and Tyson Williams. And I think of all of my high stakes teams, that's the single team I have that is not grasping for running back production, like where yeah. I'm like not sweating it.
0: I have a a football guys championship team that I drafted with John and We started Derek Henry, Aaron Jones. So that's like the only one, like that's one of the few. Uh, and then when, when we get to week 13, we probably, we're gonna have to have a bye because both those guys are on buy, but uh, for week two, yeah. they got us a lot of points. But that's like the one thing. Because uh, remember Aaron Jones that slide? There was just a there was like a month period where I just drafted Aaron Jones like every draft because he was going a yeah. second round on FFPC uh, and even an underdog he was going in the like the mid second. So I was there yeah. was that period where I was just hammering Aaron Jones. He was like the gift for that whole period of like June through like the end of July.
1: Gonna be gonna be a huge mistake for me. I was not, I was not capitalizing there. Like I, I have like right about probably eight, 9% Aaron Jones, like right in line with the field, but not enough. And that that's
0: going to be pretty painful. I think we uh, talked about it on one of your summer podcasts, like after it all happened, like just where was, we both were. Cause I was the AJ Dillon guy.
1: I was taken, I was taking AJ and it just looks like that's not going to happen. I mean, maybe, maybe it'll get there, but it, it's not happening right now. The AJ Dillon stuff is not happening.
0: No, if you saw that game on Monday night, it was, and you were high on bullish on Aaron Jones, you, and like, there's no trepidation to be needed uh, on, on AJ Dillon right now. <laughs> no. All right, uh,
1: let's get to it. Let's pick some games against the spread, and uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and let you start. You can go with your number five.
0: Uh, I'm going to start with the Titans, uh, just based on, I don't think Wentz is going to play. We're going to get some kind of, uh, combination of Brett Hundley and and Jacob Eason. Jacob Eason was a really poor quarterback prospect, uh, turnover machine in in college. He was 58th percentile of all prospects and completion rate too. So a little inefficiency. We saw him throw the, the interception at the end of that game. Uh, not really sure we're gonna get there. I will say this: I, I, we've been doing this show now. This is the third year we've done these picks. I know it's amazing. And uh, you know, I, I bring this up every year though, is that and what a little bit worries is like so. O and two teams have historically been a great bet. I bring it up every year on this on the show. Uh, the past decade, they hit they hit, they hit it about sixty percent uh, in terms of if you want to bet on those teams. Last year it was a dead even split, so you didn't see that 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 kind of a split. But from like a trend stance, you know, typically O and two teams are undervalued uh so it is kind of going against that you know it's giving points for uh, with a Titans defense that i think is really awful uh but i think they'll get enough stops here without you know carson Wentz playing uh you never see the the ankle the injury reports ankles with plural you know you really don't see that one very often uh where both, both ankles are hurt uh that's really just short and sweet man i'm just gonna fade brett Hundley and, and and jacob eason <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I honestly even if even if uh double ankles Wentz plays, I am not really <laughs> sweating it either cuz this just feels like a spot where like Derrick Henry is going to be like a popular cash game DFS play this week which does not happen very often. Like it it, it is just a nut spot for the Titans um you know, an AJ or AJ Brown and, and Julio Jones too. So this one not on my list, but I I I I mean I have no I have no problem with it. My number 5 is the bears plus seven and a half points. And the reason why I like the bears is one. I think that fields is much better than Andy Dalton. And this line seems like if Andy Dalton was the quarterback, the line would be the same way. Now fields is going to have, I will say, he will either take a terrible sack that was so bad that you can't even believe that he took it when he should have done literally anything else or he's going to throw an interception so bad that it's going to melt your brain. Like I, I don't, both. <laughs> yeah. I, and I don't, I don't think the bears will win outright, but getting the hook here feels very good because we we saw a little, we saw a glimpse of it last week with fields, which is just like, he's just going to Houdini himself out of so many situations. Like he's just going to like, Oh, it's third and nine. And the linebacker is, is on Damian Williams or something when he should be looking at fields and fields right. We, we see Lamar do this. We see, we used to see Dak do this, not so much this season. We see Josh Allen do this. It's just guys who are that dynamic. It's just hard for them to get really blown out if they're not turning the ball over. And maybe this will be stupid. And, and fields is going to have three interceptions and I'm going to feel like a, a giant jackass, but, um, so the getting the, the hook here. I, I feel this should be six and a half to me is, is basically, I'm looking at this line and I'm like, the Browns should be six and a half here. Um, so and, and especially because the Bears defense is so bad in the secondary and the Browns are not going to take advantage of that. Like they're not going to be throwing the ball around the yard like Austin Hooper is going to get eight targets here. Like they're not going to make them pay for having that weak secondary.
0: Yeah, I mean, Cleveland's been uh, seven point favorites or higher under Kevin Stansky four times. They are four and oh in those games. They're one and three against the spread. They'll let you hang around a little bit. Uh, you got the mobile quarterback factor. I mean, Fields is is the wild card, right? Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton th- threw one pass further than fifteen yards downfield. <laughs> one so far stuck to year. Uh, his a dot was uh four point six yards. <laughs> I mean, Fields
1: Fields <laughs> threw an absolute
0: <laughs> bullet to
1: Dar- two actually bullets to Darnell Mooney. One Mooney dropped in the second was a completion, and like you, you kind of saw a little bit of everything with fields in that game, right? He, he throws the terrible interception, like the, I don't know if anyone saw the interception that he threw, but that was Mm -hmm. like a Zach Wilson interception. And then you also saw he's rolling out, (laughs) he's rolling out off his wrong foot, total dart to Mooney. Uh, he ran 10 times, he ran 10 times on like, I think he played 33 snaps or something like that. Three were
0: kneel downs, but, uh, I, yeah. I went back and I I tweeted this out yesterday, but I went back even through his dropbacks in the preseason. So he's had 83 dropbacks in the preseason through now. And he scrambled on 14 of them, which is 16.9%. For context, Jalen Hurts led the league in scramble rate last year at 13 and a half percent. So like he's, this offensive line not good. He's going to run around. Uh, Yeah. It's, he's definitely going to move around. Uh, You know, definitely the, I think he's, 5,200 on DraftKings. He might even get you the bonus there. I'm not even sure. He, he's got a shot in right. it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think this, this one's not on my list, but I definitely could see them, you know, keeping it within a touchdown, even backdooring it. You know, back, that, Browns are just... I, I'm
1: just imagining the backdoor, right? Brown, Browns are up uh, 13 points going into the fourth quarter. They're just chilling. Yeah, right.
0: 2714 or 27, something. Uh, 2714
1: yeah. <laughs> and Fields Fields runs one in last minute. Like that's that's basically exactly what I am seeing in my mind's eye here. So what I mean you it would have been for? interesting
0: if Tyrod doesn't get hurt in that game last week. It would have been interesting to see how that game would have unfolded they, in the they, second half. They covered anyway. Right? Like
1: they covered yeah, uh, with Davis Mills. Yes.
0: Yes. But I mean they, they, who knows if they would have been a chance to win it outright. I mean, who at ha- at the half it was a game
1: yeah yeah no that's uh that's that's yeah that, which I is feel crazy. bad for
0: Tyrod man I honestly, do too because he's this might have been his last real shot and he still might get it back in a couple of weeks if he's all right but uh he was playing really well for six quarters he played a really great six quarters of football and what could have been potentially his last chance to be a starting quarterback for a full season uh so I do feel bad that that, it, that the injury occurred on a touchdown basically I hurt himself on a touchdown on a touchdown day. yeah yeah, so guy, like almost
1: no one has been more snake bitten than him. It's it's real sad.
0: Yeah, I mean, you going back to last year, just a complete fluke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. What's your number four? <laughs> uh, my number four is the Chargers uh, plus seven uh just kind of feels like this line is way too this, high this
1: one is on my list too I mean, you know i hate to do it but it's on yeah. my list yeah
0: well we listen the, the, so the chiefs now have covered in one of their past 10 regular season games because it's I mean, unreal the, it's unreal how like much vegas is just cover. laughing like vegas is just laughing because you know they're just pouring in public money on the chiefs like every weekend and the chiefs have covered one of their past 10 games uh this one just feels way too high man uh to get a full touchdown here feels pretty wild uh because that's where it's bumped up to now i mean it's six and a half in some spots so maybe you'll 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 get beat but it's already up to seven in a lot of places um the chargers are averaging a league high 48 yards per offensive possession but they just can't put the ball in the end zone they're 31st in red zone conversion rate for touchdowns a good way to break that is facing the chiefs who were dead last in the nfl and red zone conversion rate out last year have come back this season and allowed all eight red zone possessions the browns and ravens have had to be converted for touchdowns so it seems like a good spot for the Chargers to get over these early season kind of red zone bugaboos that they've had uh, score some touchdowns in this game I don't know if they outright win it but seven man feels like a lot to get uh, they're, for a good they're, offense. they're
1: not gonna they're not gonna outright win it if the chiefs start the season one and two I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be big I, well I will say this if they lose this game pile on Mahomes to win the MVP like because Mahomes <laughs> Just go nuts he, Well he probably drops to like seven to one and Brady becomes the favorite I, I would imagine. And then, but they're just going to, they're just, there's no playing games. If you start the season one and two as the chiefs, like there's, there's no more, you know, like fooling around with these Byron Pringle targets. It's just going to be like, we gotta, we gotta get to business. So that, that there's a, there's an angle here. If the chiefs lose this game outright uh, check your, check your book for Mahomes MVP odds. Uh, All right. My number four is the Patriots minus three points against the New Orleans saints. Um, thinking here we get we saw that great performance in week one from the saints and that looks like it's going to be uh an all-time anomaly because they look so bad last week they have no they're they're big they have two big issues one the defense is just like mostly old and they just they can't really get stops i i don't know what happened in that packers game but they just have no playmakers on offense right it's like it's kamara and that's it callaway no good right? Troutman, not a thing. Juwan Johnson, not a thing. Deontay Harris, no good. Like they, they just have no above average skill position players. So even if it's true that Jameis is playing better, and even if it's true that Jameis has learned under Sean Payton and is playing like a better like ball control style and everything, he just, there's no one to make it happen with because they have no good skill position players and, and Bel- Belichick's going to know exactly what to do. Against Jameis, like these are the types of games that the like exactly what they, they did against the Jets last week. They just chewed Zach Wilson up and out.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, I I've, I've been trying to uh, sell this for a couple of weeks. Uh, I've been way short on the Saints big picture. Uh, I don't think they're a very good uh, football team. I think they could potentially be an average football team, but they are what the Patriots were last year. That's exactly that. Like what we have with the with the Saints. Like they've got like an okay defense. And they've got just a bunch of vagabonds on offense outside of Alvin Kamara. Like, there's just a bunch of dudes. And maybe in the midseason when they get Michael Thomas back, this thing will look a little bit different. But uh, they just – that's what I said. There's no way I was buying that week one performance on offense. It was weird game script. They didn't really even ask Jameis Winston to do anything, even though he had the five touchdowns. He wasn't really asked to do anything in that game. And when he's asked to do something like last week, you see – that that's when the old Jameis like comes back right like when he when he's when it's pressed when he's pressed the fire and he's got to actually make plays with a with a bunch of limited playmakers you get results like last week I've been short on them uh maybe it'll come back on me but uh I've been kind of you know short on them consistently and uh I've been tying that into Alvin Kamara and, and we'll see if it comes back to bite me or not but uh I've been short on Alvin Kamara too See, I was not
1: short on Alvin Kamara. And for one half of football against the Packers, it looked like I was going to be right. He had 17 or 18 touches in the first half against the Packers. And I was like, Alvin Kamara with Derrick Henry's workload is like better than Christian McCaffrey. But, you know, the the issue is that uh, they're just not going to be good enough. I mean, maybe something will change. Maybe we'll learn something about them in this game and this pick will be wrong. And Sean Payton will have been in the lab and figured things out. Um, you know, that, that certainly is in the realm of
0: possibilities, but it does not look particularly rosy for Alvin Kamara. right Yeah. Now. That's the one out is you hope that just Sean, Sean Payton is smart enough to figure this thing out and like, maybe it was just more of an out. Maybe they're in between what we saw week one and week two, right? Like you had a super anomaly in one direction and then the, the floor version of it last week. And maybe they're somewhere in the middle, but, uh, this is a team I've always thought was going to really struggle offensively. And we've kind of, even like I said, even that Packers game, like it's not like they were good on offense. no they were just lucky
1: they were just lucky they
0: had they just had a bunch of really kind of a lot of favorable game script uh Joe Barry also the the Packers defense is probably not that great but I'm going to talk about the Packers I've got them next in mind Packers are
1: my Packers are my number one so okay we can
0: we can uh we can go there uh so wait your
1: your number three is the Packers
0: yeah my number three is the Packers
1: Okay. My, my number, my number one is the Packers. Not only are they going to cover, but they're going to win this game and they're going to win this game. They're going to win this game by a lot. This is going to be, I I think that this is going to be the game that we see the end of the Jimmy Garoppolo era, that it just gets to a point where he's going to have to try and match Rogers drive for drive. And he's just going to be skipping bounce passes at Kyle used checks fee.
0: I mean, so Kyle Shanahan uh, is the, uh, since he's been there at the 49ers, are the worst home favorite. five uh, eleven and one against the spread is a home favorite. Uh, you're, some places you can even get that, the hook on this. It is down to three in a lot of places, but it opened at three and a half. Uh, if you can get that. Uh, yeah I mean I just look at this 49 ers secondary and there's just too many holes and it's fine when you face Jared Goff and Jalen Hurts but when you face Aaron Rodgers uh, it's gonna be probably a little bit of a different story and uh, we've seen Rodgers kind of a better version of the secondary that wasn't a better version of his defense because the 49ers were out multiple you know defensive line starters and these teams played a year ago but Rodgers absolutely roasted them in that game Uh, yeah I mean it's just it's just I feel like the, the Packers outright win this one too. The only thing that concerns me is that the Packers defense, which we just started to like this. So, Joe, so well, Joe Barry's brought over the same kind of, you know, what Brandon Staley wants to do. They want to run a lot of shell coverage, play, uh, give you a lot of light boxes, uh, try to, you know, and then try to have their, you know, their, their safeties fill run fits. And they're just teams that the personnel's just not good enough to do it. Uh, Like we've seen, you know, the, the Rams team from last year, even the Chargers team right now do that, even though, Uh, you know, the teams are running on the Chargers. And it'll be interesting to see how that Clyde edwards thing plays out because they're going to invite you to run. And, you know, he's become like a punching bag this week. But back to the Packers. The Packers have one sack through two games. uh, And they have the league lowest pressure rate. And that's, like,
1: by design. Like, they don't even want to pressure the quarterback.
0: And so that's, like, my one thing, uh, you know, here that could, like, come back if the if Kyle Shanahan can just – divides a good enough game plan and he he's done it plenty of times against the Packers uh, to really give it. And he's done it against like this style of defense because the 49ers gave the Rams fits the past couple of years. Like the, the, I think they've won, they've won four in a row against the Rams. I might be wrong on that, but they definitely won both last year uh, with Garoppolo and then Nick Mullins. Uh, but, you know, so, so Shannon knows how to game plan for this style of defense. So it's like the one concern is they're not going to rush Garoppolo and not gonna any pressure on him. So, you know, if you don't get pressure on him, he can be a functional quarterback. So that's the one concern, but I do think the Packers will outright win. Yep. All right.
1: My number three, Las Vegas Raiders minus four points. Um, I mean, what what more do you need to see? Like the Dolphins are already a little bit worse than we thought they were anyway. Like w- I had very high expectations relative to the market uh, for the Miami Dolphins coming into the season. I thought they could win that division. I thought they could maybe be better than the Bills. Tua gets hurt. Tua is not playing in this game. I've seen a lot of Jacoby Brissett football throughout the years, uh, you know, Patriots, Colts. I, I've seen it all. He is the definition of like a C minus quarterback, right? Like he he's not going to he's not terrible. Like this is not like a Tom Savage situation, but he's never adding any win probability. Like there's never a time where like Jacoby Brissett's going to go out and win you a game. The defense doesn't look as good as we thought it was going to be. The offensive line seems like it's going to be a problem you know, Tua got smoked Brissett actually took a couple, took a couple shots in that game and got through it against the bills. And I don't know if I buy this like Derek Carr Renaissance, but at least they're playing a more optimal brand of football where they're pushing the ball down the field a little bit more. Now Peyton Barber did get 13 carries last week. That's pretty far away from optimal, but I mean, the the Raiders definitely seem better than the preseason market expectations for them.
0: Yeah. Uh, the, you know, do you look at Jacoby Brissett, And I mean, that. And he's so big. He was able to even get away from some, some of those, uh, pressures. Uh, he was pressured on 60% of his dropbacks when he came in the game last week, he was sacked or hit on 25%. And the one thing the Raiders have been good at defensively so far in open years, getting pressure on the quarterback, they're fourth in the league in pressure rate and they've actually blitzed at the, uh, league's lowest rate. 4.9% is all they've blitzed at. So they're getting home with four, uh, which is, you know, always a problem for any quarterback. If you can get home with four drop back and play coverage, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not really touching this game because the fit is here. Like, Brissett's like, like an all right deep thrower, but like, you have to have time to throw deep. And I, if you saw that game last week, I mean, that Dolphins offensive line was just getting wrecked. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I have no problem with this one. Uh, you know, d- with Derek Carr being hurt, hopefully he's all right. He's, been, doesn't this, this sample goes back into last year where Derek Carr's been a good. Player. been a good and, player and, yeah. and, and it's and it's, it's against good defenses um i will give gruden some credit i mean he does a lot of things that we don't like but i mean they, they have like run like functional offense and, and a functional offensive scheme at least uh since he's been there so that's like one positive oh i was on mute um so what are what are
1: your <laughs> what are your what are you like do you do you are you on this are you on I mean this is not one of your games but are you on this side like do you think do you think this is just a growth like I guess I, I could under see this is, one this yeah, is the I under, man. Say the
0: under <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, just, I mean I know it's dropped a little bit but it's still at what 45 is it 45 and a half it's 45 yeah. and a half still so yeah I mean I I would be on the under that I mean the, the, the Dolphins just went under in a game where the other team scored 35 points <laughs> like yeah <sighs> tough scenes,
1: tough scenes. Uh, all right. So what's your, what's your number two? Uh,
0: my number two is the Cardinals. It would be higher if I trusted cliff, but uh, cliff, maybe the back yeah. door, maybe the back door here is open, but seven that points. was,
1: that was why I didn't, that was why I didn't make <laughs> my list. I mean, if this was six and a half, I might even make it my number one, but it's just like, I have no faith in cliff to close the game out effectively. And Trevor <laughs> Lawrence has real Bortles potential here where he's going to score a lot. Like, how many touchdown passes is, is Trevor Lawrence going to have with under two minutes left in the fourth quarter down 10 points, like at least
0: four. <laughs> I mean, he was, I mean, so the thing with Lawrence right now is just like, he, he's Bad. got, the, he's, well, he's got the ghost thing, right? So he's averaging 3.9 yards per pass attempt through two weeks under pressure. Only Jameis Winston is worse. Uh, he against the blitz right now, Trevor Lawrence is two two of 13 passing against the blitz. Well, with two interceptions, 3.2 yards per pass attempt. Uh, the Cardinals blitz at the 11th highest rate, they will bring heat so. Like, I mean, this is here is just all we're worried about is backdoor. Kyler is going to go absolutely nuclear against this defense. This Jaguars defense is horrendous. It was horrendous all of last year. They really haven't done anything to fix that. We've got injured cornerbacks. They might be getting Trey Herner back, but CJ Anderson now is hurt. Uh, so, I mean, it's going to be another bonanza for Kyler here doing baby Yodas in the end zone.
1: Yeah. Um, where do you stand on Shark Marvin Jones Chenault? Uh, like, do you, do you is are we are we just set up for another year of Marvin Jones outproducing younger, more exciting players? I mean, the the average depth of target stuff for Chenault has been very discouraging through through two games, and I don't know if I trust Urban Meyer to fix that.
0: No, I mean, listen, I came on with you in the summer about the Chenault thing, and, you know, it's it's the same thing. Like, everyone looks at these player comps because of his size and his athletic profile, but he doesn't play that way. He's Debo Samuel. Yeah. Uh, like, and that's, and that's how he's going to be used. I mean, everyone constantly wants to look at his – his physical profile and say, Oh, this dude is, he comps the Des Bryant. Like he doesn't play that way. Like eventually like we have to get out of the spreadsheet and just look at how the dude actually plays and how he's utilized. Uh, And that's what we have with Chanel. I mean, I think that he can still be like a fine floor PPR guy. Uh, But this is the same thing we've just been echoing throughout the summer. And I'm sorry that it hurts the ship chasing guys who won't even listen it, to this, but it's okay.
1: It, it, it hurts me. It hurts me. I mean, Chennault, <laughs> Chennault is like one of my three most drafted guys. So the, the way I think that Chenault ends up sucking out is that he, that Chenault turns into the blitz, the, the blitz hot read guy. And he just is averaging like five and a half receptions per game. The targets have still
0: been there. Like he's still getting seven plus looks and I think he'll get those per game. I think he's going to be a good PPR guy. Still a solid PPR guy.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think that's true. And all that would have to, all that would have to change would be for him to start getting some red zone stuff and, and for them to be a competent enough offense where red zone stuff even happens and matters and is important, right? Like that, that is a big issue is that this is not a team that's scoring, you know, 24 points a game or whatever. and has multiple opportunities inside the red zone to, to generate those looks like it's a, you know, it's a, it's a big, it's a big problem that Trevor Lawrence does not look like he's going to have that big uh, rising tide lifts all boats' influence on that offense. Like it looks like one of the three wide receivers is going to get there on a weekly basis instead of two of the three, which is, you know, kind of what the market was expecting.
0: Yeah. Old man Marv still, still just sucking up these end zone targets. Ugh.
1: The, I will say the touchdown that Marvin Jones scored last week, absolute dime from Trevor Lawrence. That, that had to have been, that had to have been one of his best throws as a professional. Well, did you see?
0: So, so the first drive last week, Trevor Lawrence. It's five of, five of seven, 73 yards and a touchdown. They go right down the field on the Broncos. Looks yep. the part, right? And the rest yep. of the game, nine of 26 for 45 yards the rest of the game. Uh, we didn't even get the garbage, the garbage blitz against the Broncos. You'll get some of that against the Cardinals. You'll get some, some, some garbage juice here.
1: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, well, um, all right. So my number two, this is probably going to be controversial, but it's the Rams getting a point and a half at home. I think that, I think that the Rams are fully healthy. I think they're the better roster, right? Uh, Cause the, the, they have the more impactful defensive players, which is not to say that the Buccaneers don't have impactful defensive players at all, but you know, Aaron Donald, best defensive player in the league, Jalen Ramsey, probably one of the best cornerbacks in the league. I don't, I don't know the cornerback stuff that well. And Stafford is, through two games he's doing what everyone projected right everyone said okay he's that much better than Jared Goff the Rams are going to be that much better now defenses have just completely forgotten that Cooper Cup has existed Cooper Cup's two touchdowns this year he was literally uncovered I mean the, the touchdown he scored last week no one was within probably 15 yards of him
0: well Cynthia Freeland tweeted this out that he's the only player to have multiple touchdowns already where no one's within five yards of him
1: yeah like, and it, it it it's like really insane. Like no one was even close to him. But Robert Woods is doing the same thing that he's always done. Higby um, looks like he is up to the task of being a full-time tight end. Van Jefferson has surprised me a little bit by playing more than Deshaun Jackson. I assumed that they would play Deshaun Jackson over Van Jefferson until he got hurt. So that's probably a positive. Now, now of course, Godwin, Mike Evans, and Rob Gronkowski is a more talented wide receiver core. But the Rams also are not going to be stubborn running the ball, which is a huge advantage. Like they're going to come into this game. And if Sony Michelle or Daryl Henderson, depending on who's healthy is starting out, getting stoned, they're just going to be like, whatever, we'll throw 70% of the time. We don't care that that's been a big change from the golf offense to the Stafford offense through two games is the Rams are way above pass rate, above expectation. And they're the home team. Which you know, I mean, how much does that stuff really matter? It's it's hard to say, but I I feel like I feel like the the Buccaneers being favored on the road here is uh, just like that's got to be like a Brady distortion effect.
0: Yeah, I mean, it could be. And if you were to pick a game for the Bucks to potentially lose, this would probably be one of the better ones for them to to kind of circle Brady had his worst game against the Rams last year by far, worst completion rate, uh, lowest yards per pass attempt. Uh, you know, he started off really hot this year, but has also played the Cowboys and Falcons. Uh, so that kind of goes into it too. And he's been good going back the last year, but you're right about the, Mc- I mean, McVay did this last year. These, I mean, the Rams beat them last year and they beat him in Tampa and mcveigh dropped jared goff dropped back 51 times and jared goff threw for 380 yards in that game stafford's dropped back just 59 total times in two games uh on the season uh the quarterbacks the two quarterbacks face the Bucks so far dropped back 62 and 48 times like they're gonna wing it around uh we'll see what happens i was on with Hulk yesterday and i thought based on projected ownership that Stafford was my favorite play of the weekend. So we'll see like what the ownership looks like maybe tomorrow morning. Um but he's basically he's my favorite DFS quarterback play of the week. So I think that he's gonna basically rival his season long drop back total of 59. I think he's got a shot to get 85 to 90% of that in this game. You're
1: saying Brady or
0: Stafford? Stafford.
1: Yeah. So that Brady is actually in our top optimals right now because we just have, we have them projected to score 75% of their touchdowns via the pass. Um, I mean, you know, how much will the absence of Antonio Brown hurt their passing game? It'll hurt a little bit, but I mean, he was the guy I
0: wanted to run back with these stacks. uh, So him being out kind of threw a wrench in my plan. Yeah. Well,
1: what, uh, what can you do? So, so there we go. That is uh, a couple of the other games I liked. I, I like the Seahawks minus one and a half points at the Vikings. Um, just feels like the Seahawks are a better team. You know, I don't know. It's just, I guess it's kind of the same line as the the Rams Buccaneers one, but the Seahawks look, the Seahawks look good in their I mean, their defense is not particularly. I mean, their defense is really bad. They, they really let the Titans catch up with them last week.
0: I mean, the Vikings are one of those weird teams, though. They could easily be 2-0 minus a play or two. Yep. Uh, you know, Dalvin Cook fumbles in overtime as they're going to set up that field goal. Greg Joseph misses not only the game-winning field goal, but he missed an extra point in that game, which would have had it be a tie game at that point. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's they're one of those teams that just, they just left a couple plays on the field early in the game. So they might be a live 0-2 dog, but I definitely like Seattle more than them.
1: Yeah um so for DFS this week you're you're heavy on that you like the you like the Rams Buccaneers game Stafford Stafford Cup Higby bring it back with uh with Godwin
0: uh yeah I like that I think you're gonna have to get a little unique while well, it looks like Stafford's a unique way to get at that game that like I said I don't know it could change it's you know this was I was looking at I didn't pull up project ownership today to see if there's any like kind of oscillation any there but he was looking at from a quarterback stance a, a unique way to get at this game uh obviously i think uh, the the field's too sharp now like we're going to see a lot of people play uh robert woods this week uh you know the and especially with all these dropbacks I mean, he still came back he played he ran around on 97 percent of team dropbacks last week had the nine targets i think we'll see justin jefferson dk metcalf and robert woods all be popular kind of flop lag plays Uh, this week the field's too sharp now those guys all be popular i think van jefferson's a unique way to get at a stack in this game because he's so cheap and he's been on the field so much he's only had three targets in each game but i just talked about the dropbacks being reduced because of the game scripts like if you get them to double their dropbacks those three targets now turn into six to seven targets in a game where they're dropping back so if you get into the paint at his cheap pricing he's another unique way to get at i think a lot of people play higby i think he'll be popular uh, See, I I just... Hig-
1: Higby is the one I think actually probably gets underowned Cause I feel like people use Gronk from that game. Like we're, we're, we're better at not being so results oriented, but that stuff is not, uh, you know, it's not, it's not completely uh, Maybe with AB being out gone.
0: now, uh, it does go to more Gronk. Cause I thought AB was the, gonna be the like the optimal bringback. Uh, he was the guy like that was in the game plan last year. He had the 13 targets against the Rams. Uh, Jalen Ramsey's been playing like basically sub linebacker in the slot now, so he's gonna see Godwin the most. Although like you know he's not gonna be like manned up on him. But I thought a lot of signal early on was gonna be Antonio Brown as the bring back, especially with his price too being good. Uh, but now with him being out, I'm not gonna play Scotty Miller. So do you default go to? F- Uh, evans uh because the bucks are a tough team to figure out like you said uh you know gronks had the two touchdowns two games in a row three games in a row if you go back to the super bowl Bowl, Uh, and it's like yeah so who's the bring back on the Bucks side i've had a tough time diagnosing that uh mike evans is kind of a direct pivot salary wise from like dk metcalf who's going to be really popular i think this weekend uh so maybe it's him but it's tough to diagnose going into the game like what bucks guy is like an optimal advantage here
1: yeah and and running back, I mean, running back in DFS this week is kind of well, no like, CMC, like Aaron, yeah,
0: Aaron Jones on Sunday Night Football. We got to wait on this Dalvin Cook information now. DraftKings was on it on Alexander Madison, like they yep. priced Alexander Madison up. Uh, Fanduel didn't, so we'll see uh, what kind of goes on there because he'll be popular at least on Fanduel, but at least DraftKings he won't be a, as much of a slam dunk. Like he's priced higher than Antonio Gibson on on DraftKings. Uh, yeah, and definitely way higher than the the ghost of CH. DraftKings is definitely begging you to play some Clyde over Solaire this week.
1: Yeah, I might. Uh, I might do it. I don't know. I feel well, I think like you I... should.
0: So before I try to talk about this on our show before it even became like a bit or being contrarian this week because everyone's been dunking on CH. Uh, you just talk about this, a game plan we, we, with Brandon Staley, right? Like Brandon Staley wants you to run the football. We talked about this with the Cowboys last week at Zeke. Like Brandon yeah, Staley's but- going to give you light boxes. He wants you to check into runs and both teams have done it. Washington, Antonio Gibson faced eight in the box on 5% of his carries Dallas last week revolved their whole game plan. They came in with an entire game plan built on running a combo back system and and exploiting these light boxes. They had a light box and just five of 29 carries. So so far, two through games, running backs have carried the ball 52 times for 287 yards and two touchdowns against the Chargers. They want you to run the football, and they're definitely going to invite the Chiefs to run the football. To run the football. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, before it even became like a bit and even being contrarian where he had this goofy pricing, I was already looking at it of like, oh, well, this is gonna be the best spot he's been in for the opening three weeks like for the Chiefs to actually try to run the football uh but now it's turned turn into like this weird thing now because DraftKings made him 4,800 and the same price as Jeremy McNichols uh so
1: yeah like I I might play I might play Clyde Edwards Hilaire in cash this week and just hope he scores a touchdown if he, I mean, you know
0: a, if he if he scores a opposite. touchdown yeah your goal I mean yeah if he scores a touchdown or even catches four passes like like he doesn't have to do anything with them like and if you get any, because the Chiefs did show last year they at least were willing when you gave them a bunch of two high safety looks like they would run it if they were being effective at it we saw it against Houston we saw it against the bills, it just depends you know, if they come out and they're not effective at it early they either come out of it uh, and just have to throw like they'll they'll just scheme around it. Cause they face, they're, they're like running two safeties against the chiefs. Like it's commonplace for them. Like they did that all last year, but they will acquiesce if they're running the ball well. So it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out. I think it's a joke that they made him that price. Cause DraftKings has been so sharp and they're so sharp this week in terms of pricing for the first time. And then they give you that one. Uh, Cause you have him at 4,800 on DK and they're just saying, well, you have to play him in cash. And then FanDuel's like, Hey, we made Saquon 6k. k Uh, I mean, go, go ahead. Like yeah, it feels like
1: it feels like it feels like Barkley. I mean, even on DraftKings, Barkley 6800. Like it just feels like you just play Barkley and you play CH. I mean, Fournette is also getting into our optimals, but that feels just as fragile like Fournette versus CH like both of those feel extremely fragile. So it's just like, I don't know who, who, who could say which one is the play.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's one of the things that there's like they, when you price a dude that's on the field for 75% of snaps and is the same price, as I said, Jerry McNichols. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and plays on yeah. the best offense, the NFL. I just still feel bad because, you know, it's like, you know, it's become such a bit this week, the, the CH thing.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I, I I don't know. I feel like I do probably end up playing him in the end. What, what can you do?
0: 4,800, yeah. man. It's 4,800. 4, yeah. I've I've played worse guys.
1: <laughs> I I have definitely I have definitely played worse guys. What if um so what if Daryl Henderson doesn't play? What what would you be doing with uh with Sony?
0: Nothing, just like I said. They, so the, these teams played last year. The Rams running backs ran sixteen times for forty six yards. Uh, like he's they've he never does... really involved their running backs in the passing game since Gurley left either. So like there's not even really an out there. I think it's going to be a heavy Cup Woods uh van jefferson get higby game i think they're gonna wing it around to those guys um so i mean yeah i think sony i don't really know how to play it though because you have this daryl henderson injury and it's the same injury i believe cam Akers had last year and he ended up missing two games uh but you also don't want daryl henderson to be in the situation where he comes back and the rams are like well he already got hurt when we gave him 100 of the snaps maybe we got yeah it back.
1: oh it, that's what you really don't want because because henderson was looking like a huge win for people who were getting him in the fifth and right. sixth round of these main events, which is I I took him in the fifth round and the sixth round in uh because the one thing them. you have
0: to say too is even going back to the end of last season, it's like Sony Michelle has not looked bad at all. Even when he came in the game last week, he looked pretty serviceable and pretty solid. So maybe we won't see the hundred percent Daryl Henderson when we when he does return or if he does play. Uh, but, I mean, I'm not touching these backs this week. Maybe – and, they maybe you get a pass interference in the end zone or a ball at the one-yard line, you luck box and do a touchdown. Uh, but but the, the teams don't run on the bucks, and we've seen it again this year. Like, they have the highest pass rate uh, teams against them in neutral you know, game script. Uh, so, I expect McVay to do it. He did it last year at Golf, and it was a golf of all people. Like, now that you have Stafford, like, hell, don't even run the ball at all.
1: Right. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> just, just don't. Just don't, just don't. <laughs> Which – we're seeing more and more teams do right. I mean, we are, we are just seeing teams basically completely abandon the run. Are you, are you worried about um, Josh Allen at all? Like just in, in general, are you worried about uh, Josh Allen's uh, lack of efficiency and lack of deep ball success through two games?
0: But it's not his lack of a deep ball success. It goes back to the same thing we talked about. We talked about it all offseason. So even last year when he won the MVP award, his, he was still really bad under pressure, if you could pressure him. Uh, he, had the, he was 35th in differential from yards for pass in clean pocket to getting pressure. And he's been pressured on 40% of his dropbacks to start the season. That's the seventh highest among quarterbacks. And under pressure, he's completed 35% of his passes for 4.1 yards for pass attempt. Against the Blitz, he's six of 18, 3.6 yards for pass attempt. Teams are getting home on Josh Allen. And that ties into the deep ball. The reason his deep balls come down is you can't throw deep when you're just getting getting wrecked man and you're getting pressure right nobody can throw deep so that's just tied in like that's kind of correlation to it right everyone keeps talking about the but that's just correlation to his pressure splits and last year even when he was excellent he was still kind of he had he kind of reverted to the old josh allen under pressure so they're gonna have to protect him a little bit better uh come up with a little bit more scheme because this offensive line hasn't played well the first two weeks now day 135 nothing last week with all this happening so as a team level like they're still kind of getting by here and they're gonna be fine but uh you know and if they don't have the block punt in the Steelers game maybe they win that game outright too uh but they've got to protect him a little bit better and and this probably isn't the spot to do it because Washington's been dialing up a lot of blitzes and they can get home uh with with that with that defensive front for even the, the letdown that they've been uh to defensively they can still get pressure on the quarterback so we'll see how it is I mean definitely another game to look at I'm lower than the market on him I'll even look at some industry rankings uh, this week but uh I'm not outright like streaming for him yet like I'm still gonna play him if I drafted him uh, I'm not going to like play fields for him or uh Teddy Bridgewater uh, I'm gonna give him another week at least yeah all right man tell
1: people sharp football what uh worksheet the the pod that how'd my how'd my streamers do i remember being on elijah mitchell i think i took uh two of though who got injured in that game yeah. but so you, that, you had hollywood you had
0: hollywood brown which was a smash uh and you, we talk about we go in the weeds on these picks so uh we're looking you know a lot of podcasts talk about good players we talk about players that might be in good spots that you want to get in your lineup so hitting on usually like two of four is always good uh you got bummed on that, the two knocked out of the game but uh you had uh who else did you have I had Elijah,
1: Elijah who did. Oh, now he minds. Yeah, gross. Man, really, they really messed it up.
0: And I was the same boat though, because I I I stacked Waddle with your Tua, but I had Kirk Cousins, who was awesome, and so it was kind of one of those like mixed bags. But that's how it is. You give some people some opportunities, or maybe some guys they're looking at that, like, do I play this guy? You try to give them some data points to kind of help them get on the fence or off the fence. Uh, So it was still still a positive showing. Yeah. All right, there we go. Uh, So who was on the pod this week? I had Dwayne McFarland on this week. Uh, He was excellent. Uh, If you don't follow Dwayne, I mean, he's a great in-game tweeter. One of the best in-game follows uh, who's dropping a lot of, you know, shares, what situations guys are playing in. Uh, So definitely check that out. Yeah. All right,
1: there we go. Everyone check out the Sharp Football Podcast. Check out Sharp Football Analysis. All of that good stuff. Follow Reebs on Twitter. Make sure you download underdog fantasy use the promo code grid get yourself a free wager inside of their pick 'em game and we'll be back next week.
0: Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags and more. So, rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes!